I was scared, I wasn't quite ready yet. Didn't want to let my freedom get too far away. So I would say We're back with another episode of Toad's Tunes. My name is Toad. Today sitting down with Mr. Chris Abandy. We're talking music, specifically new music, along with the organic growth of Man Enough Now. His goals in 23 of dropping tunes on a regular basis. We talked about golf. Yeah, he's pretty good at it now. We talked about Pit Boss. Yeah, not the one in the casino. A brand new single getting cut, one that he wrote by the one and only Casey Donahue. Let's get to know Chris Bandy. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Mr. Chris Bandy in the house. Welcome back, buddy. How are you, man? It's been a while. I'm a little under the weather, but we're going to get through this, man. It has been a while. You said March or April. One of the two. I guessed April. One of the two. That's almost a year. It was our first... Show back in 2021 after the new year. Welcome back again. Hey, happy to be here. So you didn't play in 2022 or? No, 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 we did. Okay. We did, but that was our first show back last year. Got you. After the new year. After the new year. Dude, you didn't play till April? We didn't play till April. What the hell, man? We've been working on some new music. I just heard one of your new singles. You just played it. Yeah. I heard it live and then I got to hear it uh, (laughs) recorded. Uh Dude, let's talk about new music. We were yeah. walking the back wall, and you saw something with Casey Donahue, and you said that he's getting ready to cut one of your new singles. Casey did cut one of my songs. Um, I wrote a song called 83 Chevrolet Time Machine, um, and I actually met Casey at Whiskey Jam in Nashville last year. My buddy Matt Stell was playing it, and we were all on the bus hanging out, and he has known Casey for a good bit. And When I was in college, I uh, started every set off with, uh, white trash story. So there you go. I mean, I have been a Casey Donahue fan for a long time, and I'm sitting there talking to him, and he's telling me that he's going into the studio on Monday. This was this was a Monday. He's going on into the studio on the next Monday, and he's like, "I have no songs." I said, "Well, I Take write songs, one. man. What are uh, what are you looking for?" And he kind of told me what he was looking for, and I sent him a, a Dropbox full of songs. And this song was one that I wrote about. My uncle used to have a uh, this badass Chevy truck that I used to just drive me around in. And I wanted to write this song about that truck and just how every time you can get into it, it's like stepping back in time. And wrote this song with Billy Montana and Dave Turnbull, and that was one of the ones that I sent to him, and he flipped out about it and said, man, I'm going in on Monday and cutting this one. Really? Yep. So it's on his album that he put out last year. I'll have to go back and listen to it. Yeah, go listen to it. Dude, I love it. What else you got going on? I mean, it's been it's been a minute. We it talked has right now been and a then. minute. Like, are you just writing? Are you touring that much? Are I you... am writing. We took um, we took the better part of last year off to write and focus on new music. Um, we're kind of seeing in this day and age the people that are continually feeding the masses with new songs, new albums. I mean, Morgan Wallen just put out a, a double album. Luke Combs with a double album, and he's putting out another album. Um, Cody Johnson, right? Having more product and more songs that people can listen to and latch onto is never a bad thing, in my opinion. So we kind of focused last year on getting new music done, written, recorded, and this year is going to be fun because I think um, I'm going to try to put out a song every six to eight weeks this year. So you don't do the complete drop like those guys do, or? I'm not going to do the complete drop. Um, I think at, at this stage in my career, I want to continually be in people's faces. Right. Have a That's new a song. Yeah. Um, 
Because if you if you drop one, now people like Luke and Morgan are huge. So they can they can do that. Um whereas I kind of have to keep the squeaky wheel gets the oil, right. you know? So I have to keep being in people's faces. It's going to give me stuff to post on TikTok, post on Instagram, post art uh just continually being able to be seen with new content and new stuff. So keeps you relevant. I Absolutely. Guess. Yeah. I haven't, Absolutely. I haven't touched the TikTok thing. I always talk about I got the name Toad Talk, and I get more <laughs> messages of people wanting to take the name versus anything. And I used to, I mean, the idea was, I just talked about this again about two weeks ago with someone, the idea of having an intern just follow me around with a camera. Yeah. And then put together these elements because this is gold. People kind of want to see this. You're right. I think people will want to see this. Well, then, so then I sat down. Um, there's a couple of local guys here that took their show on radio um, to the masses. I think they're in 26 markets right now. Wow. Um, they're, they're called Dave and Mahoney. And, okay. And they drink beer, whiskey, <laughs> cigars. They're into fucking UFC. I listen to them. Um, Maybe two, three times a month, I'll get in my car to go get my Starbucks in the morning, and I'll put on the station. I'll listen to him. I play golf with with one of them, and uh, I had lunch with him not too long ago, and he yelled at me because his way of yelling, not not literally yelling, but right. he was like, why don't you film these? And he goes, you have so much content. He goes, look what you're doing just with audio. Imagine what you could be doing if you throw video into Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Well, I came across this thing where I have these artists, a lot of the time, the first question they ask is if it's on video. Because they don't want to do it, and really? Just, yeah, and to me, well, they're not camera ready, or I don't, I don't fucking know. I just don't. It drives me bananas because I sit back and it's like, okay, my investment's about four to five k. I could probably get a sponsor to cover that. You know, no big deal. Camera here, camera there. He, like Mahoney says that he would come in here and set it all up for me. You know, that's what he does. He fucking yeah. loves it. He's like, I, I want to see you do it. He's like, then you stream it to Twitch. You don't have to do shit. Absolutely, it's done. Tell him to be camera ready. Yes. I mean, that's not. Well, hard. You'd be surprised. Yeah, you would. You would. You would be. You would be n- not just the girls. So, some of the guys are that way, and I just sit back. And I'm like, I don't get it. Dude, just don't. At the end of the day, it's content. Absolutely. And I content showed you, is king. I showed you something today of how my streams were doing just yep. just through the website. And I mean, I I love when people write me and they and they tell me that they learned something or they really think it's neat this part or i didn't know this hardy was one of them um i get this text message all the time after people listen to it and they're like i heard something about one of his songs that about he grew up mowing lawns and then they'll go listen to the interview i did with him and i have 2400 square feet of grass in my backyard (laughs) and i one of the things i said to him was like bro let's go he's like you got a lawnmower i'm like dude (laughs) no but i will pick one up on the way home to say that hardy is in my backyard fucking mowing my lawn like how badass would that be but that's the part that that I'm trying to find the happy medium with. And right. A lot of the times when you send an offer, it's got this interview on it. Right. But somehow it disappears through the paperwork. Yeah. And it gets frustrating because it's kind of like, and I've I've come across some people that um, um that 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 look at it a little bit different. I'll t- I, I won't talk about that on the microphone, but um, they look at it a little bit different in a sense. Yep. And, and it's just frustrating to me because the end of the day is content is king. Just Absolutely. like you're saying, if you sit here and you're putting out stuff on a regular basis, these things they do about 100 to 120,000 streams organic. Yeah. People just listen to them across all my platforms. They just it's listen incredible. to them. But they get to know you in a different level. Right. You know, that sort of thing. And that's what I enjoy. And I've seen, I've seen, I was a, I was a hater of TikTok. I was one of the last people to jump on the bandwagon but I've seen what it can do 
And this year I kind of made my New Year's resolution is to be more active on all my social platforms. Time-consuming. Right? It, it is time-consuming, but, hey, it can, it can change lives. You know, TikTok alone, Instagram, all of that stuff, it is, it is an incredible marketing tool. But I think it's direct to consumers where I can play my music, yep. I can show them new music. Instant I can, feedback. Absolutely. Good, bad, and different. Absolutely. How did Man Enough Now take off? That was before the TikTok realm. That was, uh, that was like you said, completely, and I hated this word when I moved to Nashville, but completely organic. Yeah. Um, by by what, what medium was it? Spotify. Okay. So Spotify, um, we, we were playing all these shows, because when I first moved to Nashville, that's how I was paying rent. That's how I was paying my bills. I was just playing as much as I could right. every single weekend, and... We were playing all these shows and didn't have anywhere to send anybody other than, hey, check us out on Facebook and go right. like our Instagram page. And we knew that we had to get something out. So I wrote that with two of my buddies, Jason Massey and Jason Duke. And we, I think I knew the day that we wrote it that I, that was what I wanted to put out as my first Good. Yeah. single. Um, and I think single is kind of an arbitrary word to, to throw around these days. But I knew that that is what I wanted as my introduction to listeners. Not a bad one. It's not a, it, it was not, <laughs> thank goodness. And went in with Jason Massey and we recorded it and kind of put it out on, on Spotify. And I remember I texted, he was my booking agent at the time. He's my manager now. And I think we got like 10 to 15,000 streams the first day. I had no idea how to gauge any of this. I had right. no prior that's, that's experience. Cool. <laughs> and I was like, I kind of texted him. I was like, Hey man, we've got, you know, ten to 15,000 streams yesterday. Is that good? And he kind of called me, and he was like, you got that many streams yesterday? And I was like, yeah, sh should I have gotten more? And he was like, no, that's incredible, man. And so I kind of went into data nerd mind, and I got this Excel sheet, and I started seeing how much we were streaming versus other artists right. on these playlists and stuff like that. And John Marks was a huge, huge believer in this song, and added it to one of his playlists. Then I went through, did all the uh, data, looked at how we were streaming against the songs on that playlist. Did you shit your pants then? <laughs> it was it was crazy because I had never seen, since I had never put anything out, I had no idea, like I said, what to base this on. Sure. And I would email Brendan because I'm very glad that I didn't because John Marks probably would hate me if I was going directly to him because I was sending Brendan emails every day with this Excel sheet saying, hey, we're streaming 99% better than everything else on this playlist. And then he kind of filtered it in when to go to John, and it was awesome because then John moved it to New Boots, moved it to Hot Country, and I think we were the first independent artist on Hot Country. And from there, it just kind of kind of took off and, and blew up. And I think it was because it's a story that a lot of people can relate to. Everybody's, Everybody. whether you've been the guy in that relationship or whether you've been the girl that was with the guy that was just too immature to know what he had right. at the time, but everybody's kind of lived through a situation like that. I would say that's one of those songs that will last forever. There's not too many of those that come out anymore that you can listen to in 10 years and go, still a banger. Well, I, mean, I appreciate that. Dude, Thank you very much. One of those tunes. There's a, there's a couple out right now that, that I tote that way. There's this independent artist named Joe Peters. Okay. And he's got a single called The Whiskey Will. Okay. Um, and the premise of the song is they broke up. I'm out drinking. I won't call you. 
but the whiskey will. I like that. Dude, it's pretty I neat. I like that. It's pretty neat. And it's just, I love stuff like that. I love to see the the underdog. I mean, obviously, my my role in this in this world, I think, with country music is the new stuff. It's it's kind of what I've touted myself yep. at. I've had many conversations with John Marks. Um, I just had uh, lunch and dinner with him um, last month. Okay. He's... Uh, in Nashville or Vegas? Here. All right. Here. Yeah. Um he doesn't see what he's humble. Very My humble. God, he's humble. Very humble. He's told me some stories where, and I know some artists that don't that don't like him because he couldn't help them per se. But I understand his role. Right. I'm sure there's many artists out there that that don't like me because I haven't booked him here yet. <laughs> I can show you the the emails. Um, but I look at it in a sense of he had the ability to listen to good music and do something with it. Absolutely. And you're 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 one of those guys that that he's helped along the way and. His list is, it's, it's huge, pretty stout too. Yeah, he's working uh, with Haley May Campbell. Okay, r- right now, awesome. She, she was just here and quite quite a performer. Awesome. Um, yeah, she's an interesting kid. I mean, I'd love to see where her career is going to go. And he just has this thing when he listens to music. He's just, he's got that ear for yes, it. Yes, he and, does. And and I enjoy that. I always tell him when I grow up, I want to be just like you. <laughs> I, just I don't want the beard and you know the, as much whiskey as you drink, but the rest of it I'm cool. with. <laughs> And he started in Vegas, didn't he? He did. Yep. And then went to San Diego. His wife is from um, Salt Lake. Okay. Then he went to the highway, and then he went to Spotify. And uh, he shared some stuff with me. That's pre- He's an interesting dude, man. He's, he is. He's, he's awesome. I owe, I owe him a lot. He's a neat dude. I mean, I, I don't... I always like to say, I don't know if O is the word, I um, because he didn't do it to get owed. Right. That is very true. And I, I'll have artists that come through here. On a you know, I don't want to say a regular basis because nobody really plays here on a regular basis. But the idea is, they're like, dude, I I, I owe you, and I'm like, you don't owe me anything. It's yep. just what I do. Even I was telling you the Jordan Harvey thing. Yes, he's like, dude, we owe you one. I'm like, you don't owe me anything. This is just what I do. Yep. Like I want you to pick up the phone and go, bro, I want to come play. Absolutely. Hook it up. We have that relationship. Yes, we do. Um, but I that's what I want to happen. Speaking of um, next time, um. Who was I talking to on the way here? My buddy Greg. He's on his way to Supercross. I didn't go to Supercross this weekend. It's Anaheim 1. All right. Me, me and Moto. It's my thing. So tomorrow I'm on the couch. That's what I'm doing. Um, but he was like, who's playing tonight? I said, it's Chris Bandy. He's like, do I know him? And I was like, I don't think you've seen him. He just started coming out watching the music. I've known him since I was 13. Okay. That's I've known this kid. He um, Love him. He's just good people. He actually does all the printing. Awesome. Everything. So... Um, I'm like, dude, I, normally when I go to Nashville, uh, we go to Virago's. Yep. He's, he's one of my first stops when I get there. But I'm going to change it up. Next time I come, You're gonna, I'm going to have a brisket at your house. That's Let's do it. <laughs> I'm in. So I am in. You finally got a smoker. But before we talk smoker, did you get a putting green yet? I have not got I, I got a putting mat. I, I opted for the smoker instead of the putting green. It was a little cheaper. <laughs> you said you got a uh, a pit boss. And you made a comment you weren't rich like me, and I told you that. Listen, I don't know how much a pit boss is, but I would have never spent eleven hundred bucks on a smoker. I just good old Tim Montana helped me out. Yep. Um, more more than yeah. But so the pit boss is magic, man. I, I love it. I've got a couple friends that have them, and they and they swear by them. It's incredible. I got it. I got it on the Labor Day sale. So, uh, but it was. The first day, I, I kind of wanted to try something easy, so I think I did just some chicken breasts, yeah. some smoked chicken breast on there, and didn't want to venture too far, but then I started watching, we were meat talking church. about Meat Church, yeah. and I mean, I fall asleep to his YouTube videos, just watching what, he, what he's been doing, <clears throat> and I have done ribs, done wings. Did you do the 3-2-1 the on the ribs? No, I did... Um, 
I don't, I'm just, I, I don't like, th- that whole process is retarded to me. It just too. seems a little... Excessive? Yes, a little excessive. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. For that, you're done. <laughs> I've done a tri-tip. I told you I kind of messed up the tri-tip. The brisket was incredible. Um, I'm trying to think what else I... Oh, pork belly burnt ends. If oh, you have yes. not made hell these yes. yet, yeah. they are incredible. Just incredible. And they're so easy, and the smoker... Makes it so yeah, easy. On a pan, in a pan? In a pan, yeah. and it's so fun because people will look at me like I'm just this pit master, <laughs> and it's so easy. It's so easy. Dude, fool them. You are the pit master. I am. You I are. am. I need to get an apron. That says uh, 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 pit boss, pit master. Something. That's what it should say like that. Something cool. What's 3-4 on your hat? Three, so this is the St. Louis area code. This is a company oh, out of uh, yep, out of St. Louis, 314-F-O-R-E. Okay. Like... As in golf. Yeah. And uh, I found this guy on, on Instagram, and we started talking, and uh, yeah, he sent me this hat, and it is uh, it's and awesome. I always, wep- always rep in St. Louis. I like it. That's pretty rad. Thank you. You've been playing a lot of golf? I've been trying to. I've been trying to. Lowered my handicap to a 10. Okay. I'd like to be about an 8 by the time I see you next. I played the most last year I think I've played in a long time. I probably played 13 or 14 times, which okay. is a lot for Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot for me. Uh, I broke 100 a couple times. There you go. Um, um, but are you having a good time doing it? Y- yes and no. <laughs> I have a good time when I take the time to practice and play. I went and took, uh, uh, I went and met with a, a coach, whatever yep. they call those guys, and um, he just watched. He goes, I went with another guy, and the other guy had a sway problem. Uh, and when I was swinging, he goes, you don't have that problem. And he took me in another room, and he gave me this stick and a fucking big bean Yep. And he goes, just smack that. And I'm like, what? And he's like, just fucking smack it. And so I smacked it for like 15 minutes. Yeah. And he's like, it's going to make sense. I'm like, bullshit. I fucking hurt. <laughs> so he goes, here's the ball. Here's your iron. Smack it. And I smacked it. And it fucking went like 30 more yards. Yeah. And straight. And so I, I don't know like, if you know my, my intro to golf story. I had a buddy who texted me. Over the holidays in 2019. Okay. And he was like, hey, do you want to come play golf in the Bahamas for three days? In January. No, but I want to go to the Bahamas. <laughs> and I said, man, if you, you could have told me that we were cleaning toilets in the Bahamas for three days, and I would have been there. And had no clubs, nothing. Had never really played before. I'd gone to the driving range and stuff, but I'd never played sure. golf. Went, got some clubs. Got a bag. I was ready to get some clothes. I was ready to go. Went down there. And it's a web.com pro am. <laughs> so the step right under the PGA. So right. all of these guys are right. trying their hardest so that next year they can play in the PGA. Sure. That that the amateur shoots yep. 70. 69. It was <laughs> a catastrophe. I was so bad and I was so embarrassed the entire time. You told the guy, right? I mean, he kind of knew, but we went out there, and I had a blast, caught the bug, fell in love with it, got back to Nashville, bought, because I bought my clubs at Played Against Sports, so I went and got custom clubs, uh, started taking lessons, and going and playing as often as I could. I I just... Vegas is neat because there's so so many places to play here, but it gets so hot, and so in 20... Um, we went and played a few times, but May, June, like I went and oh, played. Hot. Hot's not the word, dude. It's <laughs> not. I got through 13 
and I was dead. It's like, a dry heat, though, right? Fuck that. <laughs> we got back to the um, clubhouse. I didn't play the last two holes. I just sat there with my towel and pouring water over my head. And I was drinking a lot of water. I don't drink, so it wasn't an alcohol Right. Thing. I sat in this room. It took me 25 minutes to get my body just cool off. down. Dude, it was retarded. I'm sitting in front of a fan, pouring water over me inside the clubhouse. And people are like, you all right? And I'm like, no, I'm not all right. Just leave me alone. I'm just going to sit here on this chair just like this. And I don't, that, that I find nothing fun about that. It is, we played in Florida last year, and I think August. Oh. You want to talk about hot. Yeah. Hot, sweaty, it's like you're in the Everglades, and it was, oh, man. Well, but it's fun. It's, I enjoy it. It's weird because I would get on my dirt bike in the middle of the summer, and my goal every summer is to start out and um, get to the point where I can ride to state line and back mm-hmm. in one swoop. It's 99 miles. Um, but I'll do, do short runs, 10 miles, and I get up to 20 miles, and 30 miles, and 40 miles, and then I'll go to uh, Gene. That round trip is, I think, 60-something miles. And then to Prim is... You get there, you get to Genie, fill up with gas, get to Prim, fill up with gas, and then ride back home. It's 99 miles. Um, but I would do that in the dead of summer. And I would get home, and Heather would be like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, it's, I'm fine. <laughs> and it's 112, 115. Then you go in the middle of the desert, it's oh, 120. Yeah. And I'm sucking down water like there's no... But I get home, and I'm, I lose, I don't know, eight, nine pounds of water weight. And I feel... You're sweating it out. Yeah, I just feel fine. But you throw me in that golf thing, I'm just like, it's fun. I enjoy hanging out with my friends. Uh, my buddy Sparky is really good. We got to get you one of those uh, sprayers with the fan on it. Yeah. A little water need, sprayers with a fan. <laughs> I need an AC cart. <laughs> my buddy Sparky will bring a twisted tea because my biggest problem is this guy. And I'm always thinking. And if I play and he sees me, he'll just hand me the twisted tea and go drink it. And I'm just like, bro. And he's like, just fucking drink it. So I'll drink it and then I'm fine for the next six holes because I don't think. Yep. I take my watch off. I put my phone away. He plays the music. I just, I don't have to think. Well, have you ever seen Tin Cup? I did a long time ago. There's a scene where his caddy, he has the yips and he's just shanking everything and his caddy tells him to put his change in his right pocket instead of his left, put his hat on all crooked and uh, do just all these crazy things and then walk up and hit the ball and he flushes it. Yeah. He's like, "What did you do?" He's like, "I don't know. You looked like a jackass, and uh, you weren't thinking about that. You were thinking, you weren't thinking about golf. You were thinking about looking like a jackass." Right? Yeah, it's mind over matter. I Pure think that it. game is. Yeah, yep. I used to go and hit balls, and I when I, I mean, I don't even putt that much in the backyard um, as I did. Just bring your uh, putting green over to my house. <laughs> I'll take yeah, it. I'll load it. You should take <laughs> it. That's funny, man. I enjoy that thing because I'll just put my earbud in and just play. Yeah, and then I'll play for 20, 30 minutes, and that. It's surprising how much that helps you, that pace, just learning the pace. Oh, man. That's probably the worst part of my game. Putting? Is putting. I Leaving can't three read a putts green. out there. I can't read a green. See, I can sure. read it. It's just, that's yeah, that's the worst part of my game. Dude, it sucks. I okay. need that putting green. Let's get back into music. Man. Yep. Fuck this golf and smoking shit. Um, next time I'm coming to Nashville, though, brisket. That's, Let's do it. That's what I'm in. And those burn ends. Yes, I'm in. <laughs> so what's 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 on tap for 23? We got new music coming. Got new music coming out that I'm really excited about. Like I said, I'm trying to put out a song every six to eight weeks. I feel like that's a good time period. I'm going to hold that thought for a sec. One of the last times I came back, we sat in your truck and we listened to a couple songs. One of them, I believe, has something to do with a white picket fence around a house. Am I am I am I wrong on that one? Probably. I think it was if you ain't got a girl. And it was a wraparound. Yeah. Yep. What happened to that song? It's hey, we still play it. We is still it play recorded? It. Uh, it is not recorded okay. yet, but it's All on right. the it's on the list. Okay, back it's, to it's, it's on the list. Back to twenty three. Um, but yeah, just just putting out songs and 
being more consistent with what I am doing and having intention with what I'm doing. Um, so yeah, like I said, my my New Year's resolution is to be more active on social media. Good. And because um, yeah, TikTok has changed lives in the last two years. Yeah. It wasn't even around before, you know. Everything shut down. I trip out on that stuff because you look like the 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 single from Lily Rose Villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, when I sat with her, she was telling me how one day she was serving these people at um, um, a golf course. A cl- uh, I forget what she called it, but um, and then the next day she's sitting in the room with these same people. Really? Yeah, and the same people are like, "Were we nice to you?" <laughs> <laughs> but I hope they were. Yeah, it, they were. It's Nashville. Yes, but I just they're usually that, nice. I just think that's a neat. That's a neat. It's crazy. That's what I always say that not that doesn't always translate into ticket sales. I can tell you some artists that right. stream like fucking crazy but don't right. sell a ticket, you know. And, oh yeah. Which is not uh we were talking earlier uh Spencer Crandall. Yeah. Uh, dude, that dude came in here and Dude, TikTok I TikTok is selling tickets. Yes. And TikTok is selling tickets. But there's for some. Right. I think I think the people that live and breathe that in and um and they sit with those people, and they have interaction with the people. Right. I mean, it's not just posting. It's Correct. actually... And Spencer Crandall is probably one of those dudes that does it probably uh, unbelievably. Job. Dude, literally is. Yeah. I mean, when he came here, we went to Fox 5. He did this thing at Fox 5. When we got out of there, he's outside posting about some single that went somewhere on some platform. Yep. I don't remember what it was, but I was just like watching him. I'm like, dude, you don't quit. Yeah. And I think that's... It is a full-time job. And it's the way that, that you know, the industry is moving... Um, so I would only be doing myself a disservice to not use it. And I think it's, I think it's incredible. Like I said earlier, it is a direct to consumer marketing tool, Yeah, which I think if used that way is incredible. I think we may be letting it hold too much weight right now with, I think we were talking about this earlier. If you post a song in there and it doesn't go viral, are we telling artists like, oh, that song's terrible because it didn't have a million views on TikTok? Sure. Yeah. But I think of all of the songs that have helped build our genre that probably would not have made it on TikTok. So there still is some Right. Like I don't think Unanswered Prayers would have made it on TikTok. I don't think the house that built me would have made it on TikTok or Shoot, all my exes live in Texas. Like, there are just so many songs. Time, that, I got it. Yeah. That we look at, or one of the best <laughs> songs, in my opinion, "Good Directions," Billy Currington. Right. Huge song, massive song. Would have never. Yeah. Probably would have never been a Wouldn't quote unquote TikTok wouldn't song. Resonated in that media. Correct. Um, but it is there to be used, and if used correctly, I I think it can do incredible things. Well, I, um, you should. I'm going to tell you something that I sat here with Tyler Braden uh, in December. You know him? Yes. Not personally, but I know who he is. He's funny. Uh, uh, he didn't no, know I know what... Tyler Braden. Yes, I know Tyler Braden. He didn't know what brat meant. Dirt bike brat. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know. So um, we started talking about some stuff, and he would go on uh, his road trip, and he would stop at a truck stop and be on the TV, take a picture of it, and send it to me. Like, <laughs> we're just having fun. So we going back and forth with some stuff. Well, he started talking about each city that he goes to now. He's going to start this journal. About the city, I and love the that stuff that he did, and I think that's neat for an artist because it, he gets to turn around and that's stuff that you could use in that absolutely in that same forum, absolutely. So we're kind of hold each other accountable, and you, my friend, are going to be the first one in my journal because if you think about the stories I could tell about the shit that's happened here, 
he put it perfect. He goes, you wouldn't be in the same mindset if you tried to go back. Right. So I said, oh, yeah. I asked for Christmas. Uh, I'm hard to buy for. Ask anyone that's in my life because if I want something, I just go I think we it. all are. Yeah. At this it's, point, I, I think, think we it, all it, are. You're right. Unless you're a girl. I mean, girls, you, you, they're different. But I think dudes. So I asked for this. I asked for a journal book, and it's sitting on my couch. So that's awesome. every Friday night, I'm going to go home and sit on the couch because I like... I don't want to say detox. That's not really the word, but I decompress. Yep. And I sit on the couch, and what a perfect place to write about what artist was there. What the show was like. Yeah. Absolutely. Just anything. The experience here, like what we did, what we talked about, where it was, and then down the road. I wish I would have started this five years ago, but Tyler and I were joking about we're going to have to hold each other accountable. Yep. So you know that tomorrow morning, uh, my first text is I'm going to write Tyler and be like, bro, Play any shows this year yet? <laughs> because I just had my first one last night, and That's I wrote, awesome. and I wrote, and I think it's going to be fun because I think it'll be something you can go back and look. Absolutely, I'm excited because in two weeks that hole in the wall in front of the green room. Oh yeah, I saw that. The artist is coming back that did that. All right, was it the artist or was it the Bass player? Uh, okay, but he's not in the band anymore, <laughs> so it'd still be what a great fucking story. I wonder if he's going to be like, bro, you, you need never... to make a new sign and have <laughs> artist X bass player did this. Was here. Was here. Yes, I love that. I think I should do that. That's pretty funny. I have that scene. Artist X's X bass player was here. I, I'm going to do that. <laughs> and I'll take a picture. I'll send that fucker. And I'm going to have him take a picture with it. That's I, awesome. He, he can't not not remember that, right? Is that something you would always remember? Uh, I As, think so. Like, you would know if your bass player did that, right? Absolutely. Because you would chew his ass. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That would be the first thing. I need to apologize to Tyler. I, I was thinking Tyler Booth. Oh, got you. Who I do not know personally, yeah. but I know Tyler Brayton. I can cut that out. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm going to hold you. Tyler, I know you. <laughs> we know each other. We know each other. Dude, what, what are you looking forward to the most in 23? All the new music. Yeah. Like, I am so pumped. I haven't put out a new song since early 2022. And I am so pumped to be able to, one, put out new music, tour on new music, and get people's reaction on the new music. Right. Because I'm really excited about it, and I know that's... Honestly, one of the most important things. If I'm excited about it, I feel like other people will be excited about it as well. I want you to smile at this. Um, my friend Marie tonight, uh, she goes, yo, you be at Stoney's tonight. I said, I'm here now. Don't know how late. You roll in and she goes, yep, be there around eight. There is a singer tonight, right? I go, yeah. And she goes, a hot guy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he's all right. <laughs> but so, um, yeah, I think people, a lot of the people, the minute that I announced it, they were stoked on it. You've sold, um, I mean, I looked earlier. It's just, you know that we don't pre-sell tickets. Right. It's nothing. Our, our, our walk-up is what this place is all about. Um, I don't want to speak this out loud, but I'll just show it to you. And, um, unless you want to say that. Let's go. 151 right. tickets, yeah. dude. That's fucking, that's badass. Yeah. I'm, um, I love watching it grow. I always say the blueprint here is to do your show. Uh, interact no yep. different than you do with the TikToks. Just what I love is you want us to play our own songs, yeah. and that is so incredible to be able to do, and not have to go fill an hour with cover songs. We do, we do have some covers, absolutely. But it is so incredible that you emphasize that you want us to play our own songs. Um, I like to tell the story of Yankton came through here and they played a bunch of covers and then I, I said don't ever do that again. <laughs> and then I caught him um, I was down for a wedding in San Diego and I caught him at Moonshine Beach. Yep. And he played a show and it was 99% covers. Yep. And I said bro I love you but what the fuck are you doing? Like Tom come on man. Have a good relationship with him I think. <laughs> Maybe not anymore. But it changed what he does. 
Yeah. Like to a point where he just loves doing his original stuff. Yeah. And it's just. Absolutely. It got to a point when we were touring, doing the cover stuff, because you do have to do it. Absolutely. And. Some places. Some places. Some places. But even so, to cut your teeth, to be out as a band, to be playing all these shows that we were playing when I first moved to town, we were booking a lot of cover bands. Or right. I'm sorry, a lot of cover shows. And we would throw a few originals in here and there, but it was probably 70% covers. Yeah. And I got to a point where I even told my band, I said, hey, guys, I know that it's great being on the on the road Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but I'm getting worn out just playing covers and not not playing shows that aren't doing anything for my career. Yep. And making that choice was one of the best decisions I made because it led to shows that made sense. It led to me being happier playing shows and not just rolling into a town being pissed off that we were going to have to go play yeah. it's an, two hours, an hour and a half of covers. I, don't, I think it gets to the point where the money is great, but that's not what you were put here to do. Absolutely. And I think that uh, I'll, I have a story for you after this that'll make sense as well. Um, but you have to be that. You have to be honest with yourself and know in the beginning. Or I've had an artist here before that uh, when... I think when, yeah, Haley May played here, she played a couple of originals and she lost the crowd. So she jumped in some covers. They all came back up yep. and then she, but that's part of being an artist as Absolutely. well, is if they start to go, dude, how do I get them back? Yep. And uh, that was another thing, like Royal Lynn we were talking about. Her covers, for her, perfect. Uh, after Midtown, I don't know if you know those guys, they came here and one of their covers was Papa Roach. This place exploded. <laughs> exploded. You're just like, wait, what? So, I mean, I'm to the point now where I'm like, fuck, I need to go do uh, like some What was of, it? Last Resort? No. Scars? Scars. Great song. I need to do a Great goddamn song. emo night here and I know, see what happens. You should. So the drummer from Dylan Carmichael, Brian, okay. him and I have been talking. He wants to come out in March because they're off for a little bit. He's like, dude, I want to bring the I want to bring the emo night out there. And I'm like, fuck, oh, dude, maybe maybe do it on like a Sunday night. But then I'm like, fuck, man, that would be fun to do on a Saturday if I pitch it early enough. People will, yeah, maybe I'll do that. I think. I mean, would... I think one, I think it would work very well here. Yeah, but I also think just universally, we, I mean, we all listen to that stuff, dude. When we were young, that that tour that yeah. Killed here, I First bet. weekend, sold out. They sold the next year. It sold out like that. Insane. Crazy. But I tried to get Blink-182 Blink tickets when they're in Nashville. Yeah. 400 bucks a ticket. Come with a mail-in rebate? 400. How punk rock of them. 400. 400 bucks a ticket. I don't know. I, there's not too many artists I'd pay... I think it was two eighty, and then with fees, 400 bucks. So we were going to go to Nashville to watch Supercross, because it's coming to Bridgestone. Okay. Uh, I went to buy six tickets, three for us and three for my buddy Greg that's out going out right now. Yep. It was like almost two grand. I go, get the fuck out of here. I'll Insane. show up that night and buy a ticket off a scalper for 50 bucks. Yeah. I don't Insane. even need tickets. I don't and care. It probably won't be full. No. I mean, I don't know. First time in Nashville? I don't know how Moto is there. You're probably right. I don't know. Dude, they're doing something in North Carolina. So this year in Supercross, they're taking Supercross and Motocross. One's indoors. Supercross, motocross, outdoors, putting okay. them together, 31 races, and then throughout the year they're having three stops where it's super motocross. Is it going to go in and outside? Yeah, so the final is at L.A. Coliseum where they went out yeah. of the stadium and then back in. They used to do it at uh, the Silver Bowl here. No way. Yeah, so there are three stops. One of them's in Nor North Carolina. All right. And I was telling You're my going buddy, back to drive, North Carolina. I was like, dude, I might just... Ah, this might be worth it. September, yeah. like, that would be badass. Weather would be nice. Yeah. Dude, when I was back there just last time, we were in the middle of Hurricane Ian. Oh, wow. So his show 
was outside at the amphitheater in Wilmington. And uh, uh, yeah, wind, rain, it was just fucking badass, man. <laughs> Dude, this has been fun. Tell people how to find you online. Chris Bandy, B-A-N-D-I, on all the social platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, Spotify. My website is chrisbandy.com for all tour dates and everything that you need. Thanks again for the time. Looking I've forward to the music, this, man. Thank you very much. I bet you would have slid and stole a dance. I bet you would have cried. I bet you would have laughed. I bet you would have loved it when she caught you dead. If she's from a small town just like you, she's got a smile that can laugh.